this is our 10th episode. Yeah, it's great. Sounds do you, how does it, how's it feel? 10 episodes in, we're what, six months into this podcast? Mm-hmm. Because, how's it feel? Yes, feels great. Feels awesome. Uh, you don't sound like awesome. I'm, I'm sorry, well, y'all. Yeah, I'm very sick. Very, way to be over dramatic. You're not <laughs> very sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take a moment. <clears throat> Sucks, because this is supposed to be a celebration, and here you are, like on your deathbed. Celebration. It's ten episodes. Let's be real. I mean, it's really well, not you know, that amazing. I didn't think we would make it to ten episodes. I mean, we canceled this show what twice? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did, bro. Well, th- well, the first time we canceled it, we got what four episodes in, and then we just revamped it and. We actually kind of did a soft reboot after the second cancellation, right? So anyway, but great. So we're here. Congratulations, Connor. We made it. I started started from the bottom, and now we're here. As as my homie Avril Lavigne says. Wait, that 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 wasn't Avril Lavigne. What? She doesn't. She doesn't say that. Say what? Started from the bottom. Now we're here. I don't know who says that. I don't listen to this popular oh, music. Who? My God, are you stupid? It was a joke. If you don't know that Drake says that, then I question you being a part of the millennial generation. Please. I mean, I don't claim this generation. I hate this generation. Oh, and they hate you right back as they're selfie and they're assholes online. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I'm I'm not holding back today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is a special episode. Um, First off, I'd just like to thank everyone who has supported us from the beginning and everyone just listening um, to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Um, we hope to continue to bring you you know, this podcast for at least 10 more episodes. Right, Connor? Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. And this is Cut 2 Podcast. I am your host, Caleb. And my sick partner, uh, Connor, is here with us today. Um. This weekend, a very special movie comes out. The only movie coming out this weekend, uh, the fourth in the Jurassic Park series, Jurassic World, which aims to sort of reboot the series, reinvigorate the franchise because it sort of, you know, ran off the rails with Jurassic Park 3. Um, that was a very random film, I feel. A mixed bag of, 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 of concepts. Um, and I think, really, it was an amalgamation of things that Joe Johnston, who directed Jurassic Park 3, he wanted to do with the second film, but um, but didn't get to because Spielberg wanted to direct that and then promised him the third film. So I guess he just brought all of those ideas that he wanted to do for Jurassic Park 2, he brought them to Jurassic Park 3 which sort of didn't really work. Um, But anyway, Jurassic World uh, wants to, I guess it sort of wants to correct that and be sort of a direct sequel, even even erasing the Lost World Jurassic Park um, and just bring us back to the foundation. I don't think they're erasing everything. It's just that in the movie you don't mention the Lost World or Jurassic Park 3. 
I mean, it's, the there's, first, there's... it's the first time we have a sequel, a straight direct sequel to the first film. I yeah, mean, that, that, yeah. For God's sakes, there's the two character. There's two characters in the film who stumble upon the ruins of the. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Of the place. Why are you? Why are you spoiling film. it? Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. There's gonna be spoilers in this episode. Yeah, I didn't even get to do the spoiler alert. Well, you're rambling, and I'm tired. Have I triggered you? Is my comment problematic? Yes. You sexist pig. What? <laughs> you always mention that you're tired, and that doesn't look good on us. Sorry, guys. I just I live a busy life. Not that busy. Anyway, okay. So, yes. Yeah, so anyway, spoiler alert. We're gonna talk spoilers. We're just gonna go through this entire movie, um, and we're just going to just ruin everything. So, spoiler you... alert. After I got home from Jurassic World, I jacked it to Bryce Dallas Howard. <sighs> This is a family podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Masturbation. Oh, God. You're going to get us kicked off. I, I think I say this every episode. You always slip. Sorry. Yes, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, you should stop listening now. Spoiler alert. Chris Pratt is a gorgeous man. Okay, we'll not deny that. All right, so let's get right into it. You know, spoiler alert's done. This is it. We're going to start dissecting this movie. Oh, God, I can't wait. Connor. Yes. What did you think of Jurassic World? Was this was this film any good? Should people go out to see it this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's like if you loved the first film, hell, if you were alive and you saw the first film when it came out in, the in theaters, theaters, this is literally... Jurassic Park fans wet dream it doesn't recapture the magic really mm-hmm. from the first film but that's kind of hard to do I mean the first film was so innovative and it, just from technical standpoints and overall and it, it, it would have been really challenging to recapture that magic I will say this film feels the most like the original I mean this film has the vibe of the original compared to the Lost World or Jurassic Park 3 and just to preference before I say anything else, I mean, I didn't think this film was amazing. I'd probably give it a 70, 75 out of 100. I think it misses just barely that four out of five star mark. Um, it's it's just, I, I don't want to say I was expecting this film to fail. I just. You just weren't I, expecting what you got. Yeah, I mean, the trailers were fine. That That's the thing. The trailers were fine, but then you see the movie, and it's not fine. It's above average. Barely, yeah. but it is above average. I would agree and with that. I, I also was a little bit surprised, because they really held a lot back from the trailers. Since we're doing spoilers here, the T-Rex. Like, when I was watching the trailers, I, 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 I was thinking to myself, are they even going to use that fucker in this movie? Why are you... Are they are they going to use him or are they just going to be focusing on the her? new dinosaur, which I will have Caleb pronounce uh, her name because I will butcher it. The Indominus Rex. The Indominus Rex, which was so cool, by the way. I mean, I thought it was cooler than the new dinosaur they featured in Jurassic Park three. The Spinosaurus. Was, yeah, I thought he was just stupid, stupid back plates, little shit. Why are you swearing? Ooh, just to piss you off. Um. But yeah, I'd give the film a 7 out of 10. And I said this on Twitter last night, and I'm just going to reiterate it. I, th- I think this film 
has the most satisfying third act I've seen in a blockbuster in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Like when I was, I looked at my phone and there was 30 minutes left and I'm like, okay, Colin, dude, where's the T-Rex? I'm going to kind of be pissed if you don't have that iconic dinosaur in this movie. And but of course, you did Bri- see it. Like- yeah. Briefly when they're in that like log thing and you see yes. the, the, right. the, the T-Rex feet on the goat. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't enough for me. I need I needed I needed to see Bay in action. Mm, and course, so yeah. when Bryce is like, "We need more teeth." Well, she didn't say that. The kid did. Oh yeah, the kid. And and she goes and she yells at the guy in the control room and she's like, "Do something for once in your Open life." Open paddock nine. <laughs> and 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 it just the door slides open and you see the T Rex and she lights the flare and it it didn't occur to me until after the film. I'm like, oh oh god. Oh wow, that flare thing was totally from the original. To, yeah, yeah, it was, and I oh see little details like that is really what. I mean, this film so is just full of those little Easter oh, eggs and, and callbacks to the original, which I just loved. I mean, when I'm I'm starting to ramble, but when the T Rex fights uh, the Indominus Rex, oh my god! Like I was shaking in my seat. I'm not even gonna deny it. I was shaking. I like raised up, scooted my butt towards the edge of the seat. Like I was in baby. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was, I was, I wanted to like start screaming and hollering and clapping. That was worth the price of an admission ticket alone. And then, and just the way that it, that it wrapped up. And then you have Chris Pratt and Bralis like, I guess we should stick together for survival, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to like the headquarters and the T-Rex is stomping on and the camera like swivels around and it shows the whole park and the T-Rex roaring and it cuts to black. I literally just like crawled onto the floor and started sobbing because like it was perfect the way they ended this the way that they they did everything was perfect my only flaws are some of the cgi is kind of wonky maybe i'm Mm -hmm. just like spoiled i wouldn't disagree with that and i and i maybe i'm I'm expecting more but the the adonimus the t-rex the raptors all that cg was fine but when the boys are look like looking at all these dinosaurs in the fields i thought that that cgi was really weak i'm just like Hmm, did you guys not even try yeah i mean the mesosaurus was fine too it's just all those field shots seemed weak to me i'm like okay that that Triceratops? Is that how you the say triceratops. it? Triceratops. Yeah, I thought that looked fake. I will say though, the CGI in the petting zoo scene was fine. I actually thought that was pretty uh, seamless. The way. Really? It, yeah, I actually thought that was fine. That's really interesting because I have very different thoughts on that yeah? than you. Yeah. Um. But I, so I thought some CGI was wonky. The characters don't even hold. You know, they're you can't even compare them with Malcolm or or John Hammond. Although I will say Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard do their best, and they are they are semi interesting. It just feels like the the story forces them into a romance. Although I really didn't, you know, I wasn't mad that they got forced into a romance. I just didn't think it was necessary. Mm, I would agree. Yeah. Although at the same time, it's not like the the movie pushes that romance on you. They only kiss like once. Um, so wonky CGI characters that aren't as interesting as what we've gotten from the franchise in the past, and what what uh what Caleb said, uh, he said this on earl, uh, earlier on Twitter, uh, IGN. What? Uh, the, the 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 company the company that Ingen uh, Ingen Ingen. I understood what they did, but it kind of was slop sloppily thrown together. Yes. Um, and that kind of irked me. Uh, but overall, it doesn't recapture the magic. 
the the characters aren't as interesting as what we've gotten in the past and some cgi is wonky but man this film is so much fun and i could tell that colin and everyone involved really tried to put at least some effort into this movie and it showed and i appreciated that and if we don't ever get a film again from this series i'm okay with that but i really hope we do because okay because i i need more Chris Pratt you and need I need more Chris Pratt. I need I need Jeff Goldblum and Chris Pratt to team up and fucking shoot some there you- some uh, dinosaurs. Uh, so that is my thoughts on the film. And now I'm going to turn it to uh, Caleb Hamilton. Thank you, Connor, for your very in-depth and insightful review. Um, I'm going to counter some points you made because um, y- your analysis. Well, your your I don't know what you were looking at. Um, I thought some of the up close CGI, it's like the raptors, um, and even the petting zoo creatures, those were sort of the weakest. Mm-hmm. Now the raptors weren't always weak. No, the, sometimes I, it was yeah. very strong, and, and actually, at times I couldn't even tell they were CGI. No, were were the scenes where they were being held in those those cells with the thing around their heads? Was that just like? Uh, animatronics with CGI eyes or was that full on CGI? Um, I think it was animatronics that are enhanced with CGI. Okay. Okay. Um, even the Indominus Rex, that was a there was an animatronic in there. Yeah. Somewhere. Like that, Some... shot, that shot where the mouth opens and, and just like just swoops in towards that guy that we've seen in the trailers. You know what shot I'm talking about? Yeah, the one where where, she, where she's first. Um, it literally she just opens her mouth and she just glides towards the guy and chomps. Right, him. and when they first encounter her in the paddock, right? She's like cam- she camouflages herself from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so CGI. I, th- I think there was some animatronics. That was that part was CGI, but yeah, but I, I think, think when, when she's, like she's when guy, she's. When she's sniffing around, like that first scene where she's where Chris Pratt has doused himself with gasoline. Yeah, that was totally yeah. That part nice is close yeah. up, and I'm like, there's no way that was CGI. Yes, that's that's animatronic. Um, but besides that, so I just wanted to counter your CGI thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I really really did enjoy this movie. I think it's because I went in with very low expectations. I wasn't blown away by any any of the trailers. I thought that the whole genetically modified storyline was weak and I just I was just blown away. And I think that's really the benefit of going in, not having your expectations like through the roof. I mean that's that's burned me before in the past with movies like Man of Man of Steel. Oh yeah. Um Iron Man Three, Avengers oh, yeah. Two. Yeah. So if you go in, you have to, you know, you go in with reasonable to low expectations. I would even caution, like, extra low to like just like low, you know, because you don't want to be disappointed with the movie. This one, oh God, just, oh, just, just so so much nostalgia. That's what. Colin Trevorrow tapped into to make this movie. He tapped into that that '90s nostalgia, without that, it. That 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 that, that classic Spielberg Amblin feeling. And without it, like you said, no, it would not have worked without that. 
I think it's a worthy sequel. I think it's what Jurassic Park 3 should have been. Mm-hmm. Because and, I think, Jurassic... and I think it's what, what it could have been if Spielberg had you know, stayed on to direct the third one. Um, now, you said that you wanted more. Because like, okay, go, go ahead. Well, because like you said earlier, you're like, Jurassic Park 3 was so random. And I'm like, it was. If they mm-hmm. were going to do another film like that, it would just be the writers contriving a way to be like, how can we get Malcolm back here? How can we get, you know, uh, uh, Dr. 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 Allen back mm-hmm. here. I mean, it, it just would have it would have felt weak. And that's kind of why I feel the, the, the why I agree with you, how the third film's so random. It's just like, oh, we're bringing another cast member back to the dot, you know, I like what I, I like. I think this is this is miles better than the third one. And it matches and exceeds a little bit the Lost World. Yeah, because the Lost World still had a little bit of that magic. You still had Jeff Goldblum. You know, you know, carrying the ropes and be like, "Come on, we're gonna make this film work." Um, and and I still love the the final act with the T Rex loose in San Diego. Yeah. But uh, this film is just like natural progression. This it, it it's it's not hard to believe that another organization would have tried to make John Hammond's idea work, and they did. And it, it was it was interesting to see right. all the all the corporation. Uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? All the, the the product placement. Yeah, I actually people were. Com- I read a review and people were like, "Well," and I'm just like, "Guys, it wasn't that bad." And actually, he was the director was poking fun at how corporate corporations yeah, like, that's take exactly over everything. The point of all that, yeah. Like the, the the guy was like, "Why don't we just call it like Dorito Source or something?" <laughs> right. Which I thought was hilarious, and I'm like, "It's the truth, though." Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is like this is my favorite film with compared to the first film like it's the first film this lost world and uh, jurassic park 3. i would say the same it just works it works so right. well and i think it works like you said because of this nostalgia and because it's a direct sequel there they, they don't name drop malcolm malcolm a lot although you caught this i didn't his books were on that shelf or something well when when the indominus first escapes um and i th- I think it's when she first calls into the control center. She's driving that new Mercedes, which is super oh, sexy. God. I want oh, that God. car. Oh, God. Um, anyway, uh, it's in rack focus. So everything in the foreground is like blurry and then everything behind is, you know, in focus. So you'll the camera um, pans across the desk and in the foreground, you'll see a book with the unmistakable outline of dr ian malcolm in his classic black all black attire um but you don't you don't see his face but if you if you see it you'll know it's dr malcolm Mm -hmm. um i'm sure it's one of his chaos theory books um so that was a very clever easter egg that they worked in there yeah and they also did another cool easter egg where the boys are walking around the main um part of the park in the, in the building and one of the the screens was showing the dna strand oh yeah mr dna yeah yeah I, yeah see stuff like that was really cool I, i'd be like oh okay that's that's nice probably yes. diehard fans of the series that's a nice little treat for them right especially the whole sequence where those two boys you know stumble upon the ruins of the original yeah. park that right. was just like a guy behind me was like mm. holy oh beep they're they're Mm -hmm. actually doing this and then the anonymous like smashes through the the main Mm -hmm. part of the hall and i'm like okay yeah that's a really nice homage to the original film's ending yes i would agree um 
and you also said that you wouldn't want another film, but if they were to make it, I mean, you you would want more Chris Pratt, and I would agree with that, but I don't want another movie after this one. I don't know where they could go. Yeah, because all I don't you not, really because go is this, like... This, this film, it's a fitting ending to the franchise. Like, they leave it in such a perfect place. Every It just brings the whole series full circle. It starts where... It's, it ends where it began. Yeah, right like, there on Isla Nublar. They finally opened the park. In 10 years, it's worked. And it, then it's it, it's uh, been open humans, for 10 years? Humans, yeah, I was reading it. I think it, mm-hmm. like the park in this timeline opened in like 2005. And okay. sales started to decline in 2010, which is why they made the Adonimus. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's the whole like the park finally opened, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, humans shooting themselves in the foot again. I, all I could think of is maybe they could expand on uh, wanting the people wanting the Raptors to be used in the military, which I, could, I kind of thought I was like, really, guys? And that sounds so much like those fan rumors that used to swirl around about Jurassic Park 4 where the where the army would go onto the island and like engage in war with the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs would like become humanoid and like learn how to use guns and everything like I'm like, this is such fan fiction. Uh-huh. And that's one of my problems with the movie, actually, and I'm glad you brought it up, is the InGen subplot, which just randomly kinda, yeah, pops up in the third out. act. Yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's hinted at, but it's it's just it just pops up just randomly, like, in the last, like, 30 minutes. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why is this happening? Yeah. Um, and another thing that I'm kind of confused about is InGen's, InGen's uh, involvement, period, because Masrani bought the company from John Hammond. He bought InGen. So I should think that InGen was dissolved and does no longer exist. It's all now owned by Masrani Corporation. So how... I think it survived by government grants or something. Well, that's not explained. Well, yeah, like... Why would a company that was once on top try and weasel their way out from their buyer buyers to become on top again with massive government grant grants from dangerous oh. programs? Did you steal that from Charles? I did. I literally just don't found steal. It. His logic is flawed. He's an idiot. Uh, if you if so, if you are a company and you buy out a company and you dissolve it or you absorb it into yourself, that company no longer exists. So. Um. How could InGen try to weasel its way out from under its buyer? It does no it no longer exists. It is it, now Masrani Corporation. Well, I think it existed as a government subs, you know. No, the government never owned InGen. Masrani Corporation is a is a yeah, private company. A scene, InGen there, was where There's a dialogue that 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 uh that guy had played by Vincent. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, and he's talked about like being owned by the government or something. Well, I'll have to watch well, the film again. Well, yeah, it it does it does uh, warrant a second viewing, but I'm just going off of what I learned from the viral marketing campaign. Yeah, I'm um, reading all that material and everything, and that was my that was my understanding that InGen was purchased by Masrani Corp, and they took over everything, and they're the reason why the comp- why the park is now open. Um, and so for them to like bring an InGen in the, la- the last minute to like say, oh, we're gonna take these Raptors here, and we're gonna use them as Soldiers and and here's Dr. Henry Wu over here who's got this secret project that no that is never truly really explained. I mean, all they're talking about is making the Indominus Rex smaller. What what what's that's the side project? That's it. 
Yeah. So I, I mean, I he was so it was nice to have him in this. Film, it was nice yeah. to have him in the film, yes. And I think now I have not read the original. And I Jurassic, totally forgot because right? I heard those rumors too. I heard oh, there's going to be a dinosaur that they combine not only with reptiles this time, but with, like, cuttlefish and this and that. And then the doctor yeah. says that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So those rumors were true. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing that they did that, is um, not just completing the, the strand with frog DNA this yeah, and, time, and, and, which, and is, how, which is something how, they did. How someone was just like... I don't know if it was the doctor saying this, but he's just like, these aren't real dinosaurs. We, we've filled in the gaps of DNA with reptile and frog DNA. You, what, your, your corporation wanted monsters. Here it is, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I, so another thing I did enjoy was the callbacks to the original film. Like you said, the original visitor center um, that the boys stumbled upon um, while they're out uh, being chased by the Indominus Rex, um, they come across some of my favorite movie vehicles ever, and that, and those are the original Jurassic Park jeeps, and somehow because they worked on their grandfather's Impala or or whatever, I guess it was a was it a Subaru or something Malibu or something they yeah said. something like that anyway they knew how to jumpstart this Jeep, like take a battery out of another vehicle and put it in to get it working, but you know, whatever. You just suspend your disbelief and just go along with it. Um, it was nice seeing those those vehicles back in action because I love those cars. I would, if I were to get a Jeep, I would hunt down the 1992 uh, Wrangler Sahara and update it and paint it just like a Jurassic Park Jeep. And I would drive that around. And something I had noticed that was interesting the two jeeps that are in that garage one of one of the jeeps that they take is the jeep uh, that dr grant dr sattler and dr malcolm all arrive ride in um uh-huh. from the helicopter the other jeep that is next to it that doesn't get taken out but the one that uh chris pratt and bryce dallas howard hide behind when the into minus rex comes is the one that uh John Hammond and Donald Gennaro, the lawyer, um, they, those two take a separate jeep and they ride in that one, and that is also in that garage. So, and they, and they also come across the uh, the night vision headset that Tim wears in the first film. Um, I like that. So you know, it's, it's just uh, you know, it's just great. It's just great, and it almost brought a tear to my eye. And I did end up leaving the movie crying a little bit. Um, you you did mention the T Rex. I was hoping that you wouldn't you know mention that so early in the episode, but um, that's I another. I mean, I know you couldn't wait. Um, but that's another thing that another problem I had with the movie. Now, to you and I, we know that that's the T Rex, and I'm sure a lot of other, maybe a lot of other people know as well that that is the T Rex from the first movie, mm-hmm. the one that saves. Uh, Dr. Grant, Ellie, and the kids from it's the Velociraptors. They never mention that in Jurassic no. World. There's no, no indication. I mean, the we, only the only indication that we have that it is the original T. Rex is the flare. And but and suppose the fact someone that, that suppose his, this is okay. Go ahead. Oh, and also cell, that um, his cell, his cell is in the section of the ruins from the first film. No, it's not. 
Yeah, it is. I read that on the, uh, I read that somewhere. I'm gonna have to find it. But yeah, like his his padlock, the forest part. Yeah, the the part uh the forest area he's in, like it's near the ruins of the first film. But then well, again, that's not really like. That's said. not an indication. No one can. No one could. Uh, you know, assume that information from the film because the way I see it, it looks like it's right there, like in the main area of the park because they're. They're right there on that main street. Yeah. And then they look over and then, oh, look, there's T- Tyrannosaurus Rex Kingdom, like right there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but another thing that, you know, kind of tips it off is that you see the scars on the dinosaur from um, the raptors attacking. Yes. Oh, my God. I, oh, oh, my God. Yes. So. Can't believe he's still alive. She. She. Yeah, I can't believe has that been. she's alive either. But that whole fight. Okay, <clears throat> so this oh is God. this is great. Oh my God, I'm very excited. I, <laughs> okay, so you know the the there's a skeleton right there in that main area. Ah oh, yes. It's the Spinosaurus skeleton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what happened in Jurassic Park three? They had the T Rex and the Spinosaurus fight, and the Spinosaurus kills the T Rex, right? Mm-hmm. Now hold up. Uh, there okay. was there's two separate islands of dinosaurs, right? Yes, there's Isla and so, Isla so, Nublar and Isla Sorna. So they only went on the second island in the second movie, right? Yes, and okay. in the third movie. Oh, so the park that so this movie's island wasn't the island in the no third this this well then how was this uh, the skeleton there? It's just a Easter egg. Oh, I'm and I'm sure you know they. I mean, the, the islands are right next to each other, so they could have, you know... But it's not an actual... I'm pretty sure it's not an actual Spinosaurus skeleton. I mean, it's just yeah. a decoration. But I like how they had the T-Rex when 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 uh, it's chasing... Uh, Kate is her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, she's, when the T-Rex is chasing her into that main street area, it smashes through the Spinosaurus skeleton. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, the true king of the dinosaurs, like, you know. And then that whole raptor relationship sort of changes in this. And you see them work together. That was mm-hmm. so, did you notice how the, how the raptor, like, jumps up on the T-Rex's back? Mm-hmm. And just so, like, riding the T, that was so cool. Like, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and then they sort of, like, had an understanding at the end of the movie. Did you see that? Like, yes. How they like sort of acknowledge each other. That was great. Um, yeah, this film is just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. And I'm gonna have to see it at least one more time in the theaters before it before the, its run ends. I mean that that is some of the most fun I've had this summer at at a movie, hands down. Oh yeah, I like, I had more fun with this than I had with Furious Seven. Like oh yes, this, this takes yeah. the cake. Yeah, yeah I, it really does. This is a lot of fun. <sighs> you just you can't go in expecting it to match the magic of the original. Just go in, expect it to probably be better than the two sequels, and expect to be very entertained. And yes. I think you will enjoy this. Um, did you did you like the score? I want to address the score. Yeah, I thought the score was fine. I don't I mean, know. Um, I I, I like Michael Giacchino. I like his 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 work. Um, he did Star Trek. He did Ratatouille. Um, but this score is just kind of weak for me. I mean, yes, there are some great cues here. Um, 
but also some of the editing, the way that they used, where they used some of the, the music, like the classic Journey to the Island theme is played when Masrani is flying the helicopter. Why? Why wasn't that laid under uh, the part where the boys are in the gyroscope and they go and see the dinosaurs up close for the first time? I think you're really overanalyzing this. I'm not. I'm sure other people have these You're thoughts. like a score fucking... I, I like movie scores, and Jurassic Park happens to be one of my favorite movie scores. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of, you know, just disappointed that they chose to waste those classic, those classic themes on such nothing scenes. Hey, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Why are you a bitch? Can you stop... Cursing, please. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You, you're not sorry. You're gonna continue to do it. I don't even know why I waste my voice. Okay. So, final thoughts. Um, I'm going to buy this on Blu-ray. Did you see it in 3D? Yeah. What did you think? I mean, it really didn't add anything to the film, but there were were a few moments where things popped out of the screen. I it wasn't by choice, guys. I literally. Yeah. I've gone to numerous films before they're out the Thursday before at 7, and they've never been this packed. The 2D showing was sold out, and I had to buy a 3D uh, showing ticket. And she's like, there's only 15 seats left. And I'm like, oh, and it doesn't start for an hour, another hour. Cool. It was insane. Oh, it my was. Gosh. Uh, gosh. Uh, like, a whole family took up two rows uh-huh. I I I bought my ticket like yesterday morning because I decided at the last minute to just go on, go yesterday evening, um, and when I when I went I wanted to go at seven, but that showing was like completely sold out. I was like, what? So then I checked ten and like one decent seat was left, and then I get in there, and I find out that the entire row in front of me is bought up, and then, all the seats next to me, are bought up by one family. It was crazy. Um, but it was one of the best in-theater experiences I've had. Um, and I'm probably going to go see it uh, in IMAX. Oh. I might I might see it again. My brother didn't care about seeing this. And then I came home and told him how good it was. And he's like, well, now I want to see it. And I'm like, yeah, so let's go. I'm going to take my little sister to see it. She just turned 10. I mm-hmm. took her to see Jurassic Park 3D. Um, when that came out, uh, two was it last year, or it came out in twenty thirteen? I don't. Remember. I think it was twenty thirteen. Yeah. And the and uh Bryce's and, uh, character. So I think she would. Her really, name is Claire. Not oh, Kate. Claire. Or her sister. Her sister's name is Kate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk about the acting real quick just before we wrap up because I didn't mention that. Um, yes, Chris Pratt is great in this. He's not. Um, so I've heard people compare him to a meme actor. Uh, he's definitely not that here. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, she gives a a nice performance. The kids, um, Nick Robinson, Ty Simpkins from Iron Man 3, who everyone wanted to play Nova for some reason. Um, I, I think they were a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, the only scene that kind of annoyed me was the scene where they were talking about their parents getting divorced. I think, but I think it's good that they showed some development at least yeah. for Nick Robinson's character. Yeah. Um, because that's that. So, 
often falls by the wayside um, for children actors, I feel. Um, I I like Jake Johnson's character. Mm-hmm. I, um, he was really great. And Jimmy Fallon had a really funny cameo. Yeah, that was random, though. Um, well, that's the nature of cameos, is it not? I suppose. Yeah. So my final rating for this would be a 7.5 to 8 out of 10. My final rating will, will be a solid 7 out of 10. Good, because you hate fun. Wonderful. All right. Great. You just suck the fun out of everything, don't you? I'd be dying of fire and your family has to watch. Wow. Way to trigger me from <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> oh, my heart still hurts. Oh, God. Grow okay. Up um, the Game of Thrones season finale comes on Sunday. It does. I can't believe the season. Should we do a cut to close up just covering the entire season? Why not? We should do that. I think that okay. would be, yeah. Okay. Um, well, that does it for this episode of Cut Two Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm sorry if you listened through and you know, you're planning up planning to go out to see this movie this weekend and you know the entire movie is just ruined for you um i will give you a hint uh as to when when to leave because um it's gonna if you're like you know in stadium seating or something it's gonna be hard for you to get out um the last shot of the movie connor mentioned it is the tyrannosaurus rex walking up onto the a helipad and the camera uh does a whole comes around and uh and it's sort of an over-the-shoulder shot of the t-rex and it roars towards the rising sun over the park and then it cuts to black leave get up and leave can i just can i just say thinking about that that final shot Mm -hmm. it might be one of my favorite ways a film has ended i'm not even kidding i know i've only seen the film once but the way they ended it was just you couldn't have found a more perfect way to end a movie Really, they couldn't have. It was it, oh my god, really special. Yes, really special. Yes. Okay, so yeah, that's it. Um, look for a cut to close up if you're a fan of Game of Thrones coming soon. Um, yeah, great. Thanks. Bye bye. <laughs>